Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint, as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer-tastic voyage. Yo, everybody, we back! What up? Dude, those those crawlers did me in, man. I, I got a good buzz. Like I yeah. can feel it in my face that so I, 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 I finished. I finished both beer regards. So so, and I'm Mark. I'm Kevin. I'm Justin. Oh no, I'm not Mark. That's not Mark. We got no. Greg still here, yeah. and this is Beer Testic Voyage, and this is episode two. But it might as well be episode three with how drunk we are, or, or at least how drunk I am. Yeah, already. facts. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to stop drinking. By the way, no. So. Well, you've got. If the both greatest. you guys, guys want to get divorced, you can just stay here. Dude, I got plenty of beer. You've got the greatest. Res- Commute ever. Yeah. Walk upstairs and pass out. Yeah. All the um, way upstairs. We're going to do. I'll well, be winded. He could sleep here. It's cool. Yeah, like, I have. Steph would not come down and look for you. No. She would be like, thank God. I get, to, I get the bed to myself. I can see her just spreading out across the bed. Just be like, oh, Lengthwise. this is so fucking nice. <laughs> yep. Um, anyway, we have round two of Yeehaw. Give me a Yeehaw. 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 That's the beer. best Yeehaw that a I've heard. Fine Southern beer from Yeehaw Brewing Company. Brought to us by Brian Malone. This is batch number two. So we've got another variety of stuff. We've got a winter porter, a dunkel, and a Scottish ale. If it's so, not Scottish, it's crap. Yeah. Wow, they have a new website. So I'm looking forward to uh, <laughs> trying out these. Uh, Justin, what were in the first batch of the the Scottish of the um, Scottish of the Yeehaw beer? Yeehaw. That we okay, I believe there was a Kolsch, an IPA, and a Pale Ale. But hold on, I'm going to consult our our website and find Ooh. out the real answer to that question. Yeah, I hear the guy that designed our, that website is a real piece of shit. I am. Yeah, I mean that guy is a real that piece guy, of shit. Totally, yeah, totally. facts. Totally. Oh, for sure. Facts. Wow, that's cool. We have no no picture for Smoky Mountain. Sleep at the wheel on that one. Um, oh, I'm going to have to talk to the web guy about that. Yeah, one. that guy's a tool. Yeah. Anyway, I'm excited about this. So the Winter Porter is a Baltic Porter, and that sounds like it's uh, interesting. This is from Johnson City, Tennessee. I remember we were talking about, do they have ones in Pigeon Forge now? Now it's ringing a bell. Yes. Yes, because they have spots in Pigeon Forge, because that's just a silly name. And then we've got a, a quote-unquote dark lager for their Dunkel. And Brutal. their other, their last one is a Scottish-style ale. So these are all coming in around 5% ABV. The uh, Winter Porter's at 6 so these should be a good a uh, level playing field for us. Here we go. You know what's really, really amazing to me? I could do a better job of Googling, Aurora, Googling the answer the to that than just, Borealis. than just checking our podcast. That's amazing. amazing to you. The Aurora Borealis. It sure is. Okay. All right. Um, Greg, how you doing, bro? Life is good. I'm oh, glad cool. you're joining us again for another episode. This has been a lot of fun. It was. It's tough judging, not judging, but it's tough rating beers with the person that made the beer. Absolutely. The pleasure um, is all yours. Just because you enjoy your yourself. hands are like the size of my face. So I do feel a little bit worried about telling beer you if, if I don't totally enjoy your beer. But thankfully, you make some awesome stuff, and I was very happy to tell you how great it was. So I was right. It was a Kolsch, American Pale Ale, and IPA, and we um, outstanding. We had separated the six by like standard styles and weirdo styles. And not, I mean, not I have to weirdo. be honest; these are these are legit slightly, styles, slightly yeah. darker styles. Yeah, they're darker styles, and they're less definitely less common and more malt forward. Yeah, yeah. and I'm. I don't know. I'm probably being, uh, you know, like like localist, but I, I can't like going down south. It's, yeah. it's interesting to me that you get like you know a, a variety like yeah. This. You would think down south as it 
stays a little warmer that you i mean tennessee is i have not lived in tennessee i haven't spent a lot of time in tennessee so i'm sure they do get some snow i'm being in the smoky mountains i'm sure you do get a little bit more seasonal variety of uh temperatures but to me these dark beers are really speak of the autumn and the winter which we're starting to work our way into and so I'm looking forward to these. Yeah, the only time I was in Tennessee was at Bonnaroo Festival. Oh, Jesus. Back you don't, in two, back you don't in remember that at all. Back in 2002. So how many it, diseases do you have now? It was the first year that they did Bonnaroo. Wow. I was actually student teaching at the time. And, <laughs> um, yeah. So if, you tell me you re- so if you tell me you remember anything from that, you weren't really there. <laughs> I, I have a ticket stub. Okay. I have proof. That's all I know. I think there might be pictures. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. That were probably I, taken on an actual camera at that point. Yeah, not I, a, I was, not I was definitely camera. there. Oh, my God. I can't remember. The, the last time I was, I was in Tennessee, I was 12 at my first fencing junior Olympics in Chattanooga, Tennessee. In Chattanooga uh, or Memphis? Chattanooga. Really? Yes. They I had to transfer in Memphis. They haven't been in Chattanooga in years. I ran name of a city, though. Chattanooga? Chattanooga? Yeah. I ran through the Memphis airport like my hair was on fire because I had to catch my, my flight. It was the first time I was on an airplane. I was 12, and I was by myself. <laughs> Can you imagine Justin running, though? Listen, I was a fucking athlete back then. I'm not I even seen, kidding. I, was, I, was sh- I had a six-pack. I'm not even kidding. I was shredded. I have seen six one. six-pack of what beer? I have seen <laughs> one picture of Justin from back in the day. And I and I look at it and I go, I don't know that human no, being. No, no one does. And goddamn, good for you, bro. Yeah. And then I met beer. <laughs> so <laughs> like I'm, running, I'm running through the airport holding a fencing mask, and some lady like screams at me as I'm going through a gate and goes, "You can't take that with you." And I go, "It's a welding mask. I need it for work." I swear <laughs> to God, I'm 12. And then she goes, "Oh, okay." It just says, "Keep going." Sure, so, sir. I make my flight. I get to Chattanooga. The I get shit off. You can pull pre nine eleven. I get off the airport and I have all my shit in this big wheelie fencing bag with all my fencing equipment. And I, I just walk up to the first taxi I see. And now that I know anything about taxis, the lights off. The guy's in the co- like, off in the, the corner of a parking lot. He was reading a newspaper. Off the corner. Yeah, reading a newspaper. He was totally on break. He was done for the day. Yeah. And I go. I just walked up and got in the back of his car, and he was like shocked. And I go, I tell him whatever hotel I have to go to. And he kind of like looks around. And I, I'm 12, but I look like I might be 15 or 16. Like, it's, right. I'm definitely not an adult. You had a full beard, though. Yeah. No, I didn't. So he... Uh, and a six-pack. He kind of like looked at me and just... He drove me around the city and told me, don't go here. Don't go here. Don't go here. This is a good spot for dinner. Stay in your hotel. Be safe. Bye. And didn't even charge me for the trip. Yeah! So that's how cool it was. You know what? That's really cool of him. Yeah. That's really cool of him. So we have a Baltic Porter that we're going to start with. We're going to move on to a Dunkel, and then we're going to move on to a Scottish-style ale. Yep. The Baltic Porter, when I read the side, it had said that, um, I believe it was like 6%, and it said that it had hints of Madagascar vanilla, which I don't know if it's... I'm assuming they added that, considering they were so specific that it was Madagascar vanilla. Well, from working back at Williams-Sonoma for a couple years... um, Apparently, the two major producing areas of vanilla are Tahiti and Madagascar. Yeah, Tahitian, yeah, Tahitian vanilla and so, Madagascar, yeah. I don't remember what the difference is. That's funny, because I did a beer, Coconutilla, a couple years ago. That served at Great Beer Expo. That, 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 ago, that, yeah. did, that did very well at the LIBME competition, I believe, oh, three years ago. They were going to pick that for the Pro-Am, yes. and then they picked ours. Exactly. It's like a so, real theme. But on that note, I remember when I 
when I was buying the ingredients for that, I had that recipe, which I believe was in a Zymergy magazine, where I got that recipe originally. And I reached out to Peter Tripp, who owned Homebrews and Hand Grenades at the time. And I asked him, I said, do you have Madagascar vanilla beans? And he wrote, I have vanilla beans. I don't know where they're from, though. I'm like, the recipe is for Madagascar vanilla beans. He's like, I have vanilla beans. I don't know if they're from Madagascar or not. And I didn't know any better at the time. I just knew that the recipe said Madagascar vanilla beans, so that's what I wanted. Right. And he had vanilla beans. Are they the same? Who gives a shit, really? But... You know what? That's what I wanted because the recipe said I fucking needed right. that. So you, sp- so you spent like $11 getting them yeah. from Amazon. They're fucking expensive. They yeah, really are. Vanilla beans are not cheap, but you know what? They pack a lot of punch for what you get. And whether it's in beer or anything else that you're doing, like investing in actual like real vanilla beans, you can go a long distance with them. It was really good. And uh, making them out like uh, we, Rachel and I had made some... Uh, Vanilla extract for I don't remember if it was, it was like for, the, for holidays last year. If it, it might gave have it been to us. Holidays we did it for the holidays one year. We did it for a bridal shower. I think it was like many many moons, you know, five moons ago now. Well, no, sixty moons ago because it's months. Plus, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I don't fucking know. I can't do it math like that. But I guess there's a difference. I'm not so. I'm sure if I tasted it, I could tell you. But my, I don't know. my Google foo says to me, take that off the table. My Google foo. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Phone goes on the table. All I get is feedback. Yeah, yeah. So um, Madagascar vanilla beans have a very rich, full-bodied, woody flavor. They're used very. Uh, they're used most frequently um, because they're more versatile than Tahitian vanilla beans. Tahitian vanilla beans are more delicate than Madagascar beans. Rather than being sweet and strong, Tahitian vanilla beans have light floral overtones. Blah blah blah. They're very Madagascar-y. We're gonna rename. We're gonna rename this this podcast. Justin reads Google. You should. It's a good idea. Um, anyway, let's take a look at this beer. And this is the first one. This is so, the Baltic Porter. Well, you guys sample it. Generally, in dark, gen- in gen- dark black. Generally speaking, a Baltic Porter is, and Greg can correct me if I'm wrong, is a, is a lager. So it's actually like one of the few, one of the the very few dark lagers that are around. Um, so we should. So that be, just means they use the certain yeast. They use the, they use it, right? the, a bottom fermenting it's yeast, bottom fermenting and, yeast. It, and it's right. fermented okay. fermented at cold temperatures. It typically, takes longer to ferment, and is also very clean. So there there are less it's esters clean. and uh, phenols produced by, or rather, no no esters and phenols produced by the yeast. Done, yes. Yeah, it, it should be a lot cleaner. Which at the end. would explain why I wasn't really getting much of an aroma, and I'm sitting there and I'm going like, I'm trying to blow my nose off off mic and be like, all right, can I get anything? And the aroma, really, the only thing yeah. I pick up is just a tiny bit of roast aroma, and that's. I get roast. It. I get a little bit of chocolate in, in, yeah. in terms of the aroma as well. A very, a very, very tiny bit of chocolate. I'm pretty sure that's the cats uh, murdering your face again. Yeah, I mean, I tried to escape downstairs as fast as I could, but there's just there's, there's just too many. Cats. The fact that they mention vanilla, I don't get it on the aroma or the flavor. To be honest with you, you guys get it. Um, yes, you do. On the flavor, I get it. Um, like mid palate, the roast cleans it in the finish. But mid palate, I get a very, very light hint of a vanilla y um, flavor. That's that's really good, like BJCP speak there. I'm going to write yes. that for sure. I would say I would I would concur that there is a faint vanilla flavor that appears at the beginning of the taste of the sip, but the roast does wash it away by and, the end of the sip. But as, as far as aroma goes, I'm not picking up yeah. anything in the vanilla category at all. No, I don't pick up vanilla a vanilla on the aroma. The um. And when we say roast, uh, it's more of just 
what we describe as roast. It's not like a, a an aggressive coffee roast or anything. It's just a, a cleansing bitter type of roast. No, there's clearly a bitter that comes from. I, I, I'm going to concur with you here. Yeah. There's clearly a bitterness that comes from the malt, and it's definitely not from anything and, else. And it's different from the, from a hop bitterness. It totally is like a, a, oh, a, a, yeah. a roast cleaning. Yeah, the bitterness. roast bitterness tends to be a little bit richer in flavor, um, and. A little bit more like a charred meat kind of roast comes across. That's a great description. Yeah, definitely rather charred than meat, yes. the sharp bitterness that comes from a hop. You should be a BJCP certified judge. That was a great descriptor. That, that, that was a great descriptor. That is I will tell right you on what, point. One of these days, I'm sure I'll get around to taking the next exam. time. Next time the classes come around, you should uh, jump on because yeah, you, you seem like you have your descriptors there. Maybe I'm maybe it, teaching class. It's it's maybe like I've been trying to. Think about how I taste beer for about three years now. I have to tell you that the first time I took the exam with Mark, I was really – I mean, as anybody who's listened to the podcast from the beginning, uh, when we started this, I knew nothing about beer. Like you zero. Know zero. You, you, yeah, you literally started from zero. <laughs> it was obvious. You're, I now refused, at, you're now at two. Good job, bro. I'm, I, I refuse, I'm, I'm I, fucking I refuse to listen to the beginning ones because of how dumb I probably sounded. But the – what – is amazing to me is going into that first exam thinking like I was way behind the curve, how just being on the podcast and having tasted and listened to Mark and thought about it enough to be able to try to describe it to, to, to the listeners had helped in terms of, of descriptors. It was pretty impressive. So you, you should definitely do it because it would be, you would be have a big leg up for sure. It's one of the, uh, it's one of the three things it's, it's one of the two things left of the three things that I want to check off of stupid uh, qualifications I want in my Can life. Can you go through the list now that you've mentioned <laughs> Absolutely. It? The first one I've already done, and that's to be a USFA certified referee for fencing. You and me. Already done that. Yeehaw! Already done that. Two is become a beer judge at some point. And three is become a notary public. The notary public's really easy. That's an easy one. You can you scratch that Why? bitch off. I have no idea. But There's I just not wa- much money in it, if at all. I think you I, just do people favors. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, know. I, I like stamps. <laughs> what can I say? I, I like stamp guys. They really want my name on one. A fancy stamp. To have official. a fancy stamp be kind of cool. Shunk, Listen, shunk. I've lost count of how many times my aunt has helped me out being a oh, notary yeah. that has a different last name you than me. You set the bar really high, though, with these goals. Listen. I I try to reach for the stars, and if I miss, I figure I'll still be up there. You know, we could use more what judges if, though, so we'll take you as the BJCP certified. Yeah, that would be killer. I got to tell you, as, as apparently the only judge coordinator left on Long Island, please. Well, as I w- we were talking about earlier today, I was willing to steward for you yes, a little yes, earlier, and absolutely. you say, "Yo, dude, I'm cool on the stewards. I'm yeah. good. I got like 412 stewards, so I'm all set." Yeah, no, we did we did very good this year for that for that. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's on the list of things to eventually check off we could use you yes i like the charred meat thing because you're, you're right it's sort of that um it's not meaty but it's it, it's that that type of that type of um finish the character, the character, right yeah. because when i when i think if i think of a meaty flavor shows up in beer like oh shit something went really wrong <laughs> that's a fact um that would be a problem but Except that char but that char that's there it's a char that is a little bit sharp but has that little bit, but is not necessarily overpowering to it. And I really, I'm missing a descriptor, but there is something about hop bitterness that comes through that is just sharper and just a little bit more forward than anything else. And 
this kind of charred meat thing is not what I'm talking about at sure. all. To bring it back to that, um, this is really. But as you said when you took your first sip, Greg, like this I'm happy is, with this. This is really tasty. I think for them, and and this is my own little thing. I think. I think when you have a beer and you list an additional ingredient to it, I think it really needs to be fairly prominent. It needs to be obvious. I concur. And although you guys say you're getting the vanilla, I, I've taken like four, four sips at this point. I don't get a vanilla character at all. And well, I just I just don't think that you put something on your label or on a descriptor for your beer, unless if it's obvious that it's there. It does say, uh, where is it? Finish Finishes with a hint of Madagascar vanilla. He's reading to us again. I am off the side of the can. So a he's a pro. He's a pro at reading. I didn't even, um, think, I didn't even think he could read. I'm, I he, think he could. And listen, as long as he has his hands and toes available, he can count too. It's really impressive. It's like one of those chimps. Yeah. Sixteen hundred. It's like that horse. Like yeah, facts. Yeah. It's like that horse. Clack, clack, clack. Stomp, stomp. Yeah. One plus two. One, two, three. <laughs> Excellent. Great job, horse. Yeah. Um, to me, it's funny that it says finish because actually I'm not getting vanilla on the finish. I, I get it, mid, like exactly. mid beginning I to get mid it palate, towards yeah. the front of the sip, and I guess I'm attributing that vanilla flavor to the little bit of soft sweetness and a little bit of I. There's only it's vanilla. That's what it is. That little bit of vanilla that comes at the beginning of the sip before you wash it away with the rest of the roast. That makes sense. And that's what I'm attributing to vanilla. So it could be that I'm attributing that because you've given me that word. Which I'm completely susceptible to, but it might also be that that's not it. So I, you're the highly suggestible type, aren't you? Listen, if you give me enough drinks, there's all sorts of crazy things that could happen. I think we're going to be dating. Who knows? Woo! <laughs> so one of the interesting things in reading, in reading the BJCP guidelines for Baltic <laughs> Porter, the aroma is supposed to be rich, malty, um, and again, just this beer is Which fucking. Is. This beer is really tasty, and when I give you my rating, you'll find find out that it's really tasty. But just out of curiosity. The aroma on a, a BJCP, the BJCP website says that it should be complex. You know, there are a bunch of descriptors, but they're supposed and to be I complex. Believe it is. I think I don't know that it's complex. I, it's one note for me. I get I get some chocolate, but I don't get the nuttiness, the um, dried fruit, uh, alcohol. I don't There's get a all bit that of stone fruit character. Yeah, in it. I, I enjoy the aroma on it, but what I really like about it is the flavor. And what the guideline says is that it should be a Schwartz beer like roasted flavor, oh. which is no. exactly what this is. Absolutely, it's. I'm yeah, disagree. No. Well, Schwartz beer is a very light, a very light, smooth roast. It's a, a Schwartz beer is another dark lager. Right, right. Po-boy, yeah. Po-boy has one on tap right now, and, and I feel like when I'm working now, that's what I'm, that's like my go-to. I love and, that. Schwartz and beer. last night at Spider Bite, they have an Imperial Schwartz beer on tap. It's like nine and a half percent, and it was you would never even know. That's like Larry's you could, thing, oh, man. percent right up Larry's alley. He had yeah. Murderer's Row on last night. It was like there was two IPAs, four, nine, four, five, and then everything else was like nine, nine, <laughs> nine, seven, nine, ten and a half, fourteen and a half, nine. Like, and here's the Uber it's, app. Win- it's, yeah. winter, it's winter, man. Yeah. It's, you got to get that high alcohol stuff to stay I warm. To him, it's not even winter yet. I oh, said to him, slow it down. I said to him, he has to, he has to start driving Uber like from there because he's just making a whole extra bunch With of money. With all those nine percenters, oh. absolutely. It was, it was, it was really good. But yeah, so you were saying that you the, 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 I mean the uh, Schwartz beer like roast. What what part of that is is uh, out for you? To me, when I think of Schwartz beer, I think of a forward roast, and I don't get a forward roast on this. I don't think of, like the when I think of Schwartz beer, I think of the initial flavor being a roasty kind of coffee like roast, and because the roast is at the end of this flavor here, 
at the end of the sip, I don't put it in that same category. Oh, I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. <laughs> yeah. I think of... Well, there's two sides to every Schwartz, an upside and a downside. I got the upside here. <laughs> so I you think... When I think of a Schwartz beer, I, I don't necessarily think of the location of the roaster, like whether it's the beginning or the end. I think of the... give me the raspberry. I think of the... Um, <laughs> and that's a great mead, by the way, from WME Works. Lone Star. Um, Lone Star. <laughs> I think of the smoothness of the roast and the the, okay. the that that's what that's what I ga- I garner from what's said in here and what is in this beer. Um, and because of that roast, I'm going to give it a um, I'm going to give it a solid bomber, almost almost a growler. I want to give it a high rating, but I feel like I wouldn't actually want to. Dr- I. I think it's well done, and I want to give it a high rating, but I don't think I'm going to give it a high rating. I think I'm going to give it yeah. a... I'm going to say Bomber on this. It's close between that pint and Bomber range for me, but for me, I'm going to go for a Bomber. I enjoy this. I think it's good. It lacks a little bit of complexity to make me keep drinking after it, and it, there's nothing... I, I don't feel there's anything in there to make me keep drinking to say oh man what's going on there what's what do i what am i missing what's going on they, they, that's not there for this beer but it's really tasty and i am enjoying it i'm gonna give it the old yeah trifecta of a bomber ladies and gentlemen Hat trick there i could go. easily see myself drinking two pints of this but i wouldn't want to go beyond that i wouldn't want a whole growler of it and i would want more than just a pint of it so yeah i'm gonna go with a bomber as well yeah if I was at a if I was at a restaurant and they asked me if I wanted a like a regular pint or a tall boy, like the tall boy would be perfect for this. Absolutely. Like, would enjoy that. The the what the twenty ounce beer, like spot on with that. This with the steak, I'm in. And a baked potato. The old I really just want a baked potato. Yeah. I'm just kinda hungry. I only had a little bit for dinner before we came, so I'm just kinda just hungry. Justin, <laughs> go cook for us. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're asking the wrong hands. Let me call my wife. Then she'll yeah. come down here and kick me in the nuts. Steph. 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 Can you make us something? Steph to meatloaf. <laughs> we want it now. <laughs> Ma! Seriously? I, like in all seriousness, yeah. what's the likelihood of being able to get Steph to make us like a grilled cheese or something? Hold on a second. Let me, let me find out all of this. We'll do Can this live. Can you text Steph and be like Kevin really? We're gonna do this live. And, and I'm gonna tell you right now that I'm going to wake her up. Oh. <laughs> Without question. Wait, it's like eight thirty. Yes, it's nine o'clock. But yes. Without question, she's going to... Well, she's either that or she's watching like the last... Waking ep- up to a grilled cheese request is not that a, not that bad of a way to wake up, though. It could be much worse. Oh, it my. could be a screaming baby. Like, you guys, your children are older now, and your young guy is, get, is getting there. Mine still, like, screams in the middle of the night sometimes. Nah, so, like, I, I woke up the other night. Uh, my alarm goes off at 5.05. And at 4.45, I heard, Mom, help! Mom, help! Oh, and my boy. son's are you ble- got a bloody yeah. nose over over the sink, so uh, it's, it still happens when they get older. Uh, Hold on, we're 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 calling my wife live dream. here. Hold on, this is going to go over well. <laughs> I might have to sleep down here tonight. We need wife wife two point coming up. Hi, hi. So you're on the podcast right now, okay? Steph, I yeah, I figured that. We were wondering. Like, what the possibility of you making us grilled cheese is? Um, none, because they don't have the ingredients. You don't, we don't have bread or cheese in the house? How are we prepared for snow? <laughs> I'm going now. You're gonna, okay, so wait, what about meatloaf? Can you make us a meatloaf? Ma! You didn't hear me yell before? I went, Steph! 
The meatloaf. We want it now. Seriously. Just hang up on him. Seriously, Steph, you... Like a grilled cheese would be amazing right now. You would be my hero forever. So what are you thinking? Chicken uh, all right, all right, all right. Oh yeah, chicken pot pie. How about that? All right, I love you. <laughs> sleep tight. <laughs> and then you wonder. <laughs> and now we know I just has to sleep in the basement. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. There's plenty of beer right. here. All right. So we made that. So we made the winter porter. We enjoyed it. We made it a trifecta. Oh yeah. By the way, this was called the winter porter. It is a Baltic porter style beer. Yeah. It, it says Winter Porter on the big part of the label and then Baltic Porter on the bottom of it. So they're trying to cover all our bases. It's coming in at 6% ABV. I think it's primo. Super clean beer. Really, really solid. And I wasn't yeah. sure with it being a Winter Porter if there was going to have some sort of winter spices to it, and I'm glad it didn't. Yeah, and also the, the can looks like uh, it's got a, a shitty uh, Christmas sweater on it. So I was yeah. expecting it to have like you know a whole bunch of nutmeg and stuff in yeah, it. We're going to the Dunkel next, right? Yeah, going to Dunkel. Okay. Dunkel Vice. So anyway, we didn't really mention the color, but it was a solid black color with yeah, a it was, light it was hand definitely head. a porter, you know. Clearly so we're going black. to the Dunkel next, and this one is a little bit lighter, and it's got that wonderful uh, light tan head. I should probably take a picture for Mark, but oh goddamn it, I don't know where my who's phone. Mark. Mark is the guy that you disposed. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened. But I hope I do hope Mark is feeling better. But and if by the time that this one comes out, if Mark's not feeling better, then we have an issue. Yes, I so I, I, I would agree. really hope that he is feeling better because we know that that is miserable. Well, I'm going to take you a picture of this. Speaking about this Mark guy, I never heard of. Oh man, no. that is tasty as well. Oh, he is prettier than you, so we're going to keep him around. I will All say, right. we'll preface this with much. these cans have been very well stored, but they are not new by any stretch. No, they we've are had these for a couple months now. Way more than on. that. They, I've had them since May. What, so really, May? Yeah, he gave it to me at the beer competition in May. Wow. <laughs> so I think that that so might be a- why the aroma is is very muted on them. Okay. Because um, I don't get a lot of the aromas on this either, other than some like like medium medium caramel. Um, I get the caramel and toffee notes out of it. Yeah, that's really, that's really all I get. Yeah, with a dunkel, you you probably would be getting um, at least a little bit of of hop on it. None. No, yeah. None's coming. Yeah, you should. Aroma. I would think you would get a little bit in the dunkel of a little bit of a uh, of a noble hop kind of character, but you're not really picking up anything. Yeah, flavor wise, it, it's similar to the aroma. It's sort of a uh, a one note medium caramel. Yeah, it's a little bit huge. of bitterness. Yeah. This tastes like a slightly lighter version of the last beer that we had. Yes, I would say with with more of a more bitterness and more of a earthy noble hop yeah. flavor, herbal am, more than I am. Than, pick, than, uh, I am earthy. picking up a little bit. Of a texture, of, not a texture, but a little bit of spice on the side of my tongue um, as I finish the sip, and that's probably a little hop character. Coming yeah, I through, think that's a little bit of the remain of the of that hop character, um, but there's a distinct lightness and flavor compared to the roast, like that roast that was apparent in the Baltic Porter is not present, and so this really has a very Malt, more malt character to it, sure. Um, where it is a little bit more muted, not muted. Muted is not the right word. Um, it's just not very dominant. It's it, it, in it's, general. You're right. It's not a forward character. That's a better way yes. to start. And I'm sorry for hitting the yeah. mic there. Whatever. Um, it's still eminently enjoyable, though. I really, I, I'm still really enjoying it. I think it is a good flavor to it. What do you think, Greg? 
I, I enjoy the beer. I'm just not getting a ton out of it. Like, I, it, it's not something, there's no off flavor to it. There's nothing crazy going on. On the nose, as I said, I get a little bit of coffee and um, caramel character in it. I'm not getting a ton of flavor. It's fairly muted. It's got a, a nice little malt base to it. It's got a slight little, like, spicy herbal hop character to it. Yep. But other than that, like, there's nothing too dominant about it, but it's enjoyable. Yeah, I agree. So, you know, in theory, this beer is supposed to have banana and clove. Um, Does not. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, it doesn't have any of that. I, I'm going to really chalk that up to the it's age. Fer- it's, yeah. I, 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 for fermentation, yeah. That, that, that should be fermentation-driven, yeast-driven, yeah. and... It's just not there, and it really depends on what temperature they fermented it at. Yeah, it's it's interesting to me. I'm, hold on a second, Dungle BJCP. I'm, you know, well, hold on. Could this be a Munich Dunkel? Because it just says Dunkel on it. That's my confusion. I'm gonna have to read now. Yup, this has got to be a Munich Dunkel, for sure. It says Munich Dunkel style dark lager. There you go. Good Munich Dunkel. Right. We assumed Dunkel Weiss, and we were wrong. And in that case. We're now back in the ballpark because Yee-haw! it's definitely still slightly muted, you know, in general, especially with the uh, with the aroma. But we're not looking for banana and clove anymore. Now we're just looking for a clean fermentation profile, which is definitely there, as well as, um, uh, you know, we're talking about like dark bready type shit. I get a little bit of pumpernickel. You getting pumpernickel? Right? A little bit. Kind of like you know, kind of like bitterness builds, like builds, and it takes a little while to settle in. I put the glass down. I, I was, could be I the looking. highly suggestible type, and now that you say that, yeah. I get it. Yeah, this this now fits a lot more into the into what I'm into, you know what I what I should be expecting, and that's on us for not reading the side of the can. I read yeah, the first it, one; it did not read the second. Says right here, Munich Dunkel style dark lager. Yeah, I'm glad we found that because this is this is now, you know, shoots up high in the rankings. This is a, a super clean lager for sure. That's why we were confused. Yeah, if we were trying to get yeast derived. Uh, Phenolics and ester profile—it's not coming through at all. It's very clean in terms of its fermentation character. Yeah, so there, yeah, we're 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 right in the wheelhouse there. Um, it's it's a little bit light in the body for me, generally speaking. It is, but I I actually what, what I, I, I like it. Say where is it supposed to be? In guidelines in particular, you know, guidelines say medium to medium full. It's it's just about medium. It's a little on the on the lower end of that, but they probably consider it medium low. Yeah. That's like a nitpick hair, like a you it's know, not picking thin, hair though. thing. It's not yeah. super thin. No, it, it it kind of lends itself to almost giving a more enhanced roast profile, um, with a lighter body. I can see that. Um, o- overall, um, Kevin's peeing right now, so um, we're trying to stall and vi- Who's and uh, Kevin? yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're just losing people in this podcast left and right. I've taken over. So yeah. Justin will be gone. It's yeah. going to be my podcast. Yeah. Greg's new name is Mevin. Uh, oh, whew. the beardastic me. <laughs> Feeling better, bro. Feeling better. Oh man. So we learned some cool shit while you were peeing. Okay. This is not a, for a little while. This is not I'm a dunkel. This is not a dunkel. It's a Munich dunkel. It's not a dunkel. So it's a lager. Okay. Yeah. So this whole this whole clean fermentation. Yeah. Yeah. And and the okay that makes more sense. Yeah. It's it's it turns out it's fantastic. Deep and complex. Our dunkel many things. But heavy isn't one of them. This award-winning classic German-style dark lager is the beer that started it all for our brewery. Take the time to savor it slowly, and you'll find flavors of biscuits, cocoa, and caramel. To enjoy life on the dark side, just say yee-haw! Yee-haw! Y'all say it when you drink it. Woo. I completely agree. 
I think that it, it all of the things that you read in there are true about the spear. Yeah. I do really enjoy when the description actually makes sense. That's why we tend to read them after we drink it. You know what, though? Some, <laughs> there I, are certain breweries that I think really do a great job in terms of describing the beer, and there are other breweries that describe a beer, and it's you're looking for it, and you're like, nah, I don't they, see they, that. Well, well they, descri- and, they describe what they wanted to have in the beer. And, <laughs> not, and just, not what they actually yeah. got. You're right. And just for notice, it does have a little banner on there that says World Beer Cup 2016 Bronze Award. Oh, for badass. European-style dark... Uh, Munchencher Dunkel. Munchencher. I can't really that's, that's read that word. word. It's, it's starting to get a little blurry for me. All right, hold, hold <laughs> on. Let's bring out the laser eyes here. All right, here. show off. I remember when I used to be able to see. <laughs> Back in the day. Um, yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah. We had a, quite a few beers, and there was really a need to uh, use the uh, whole boys' room. <laughs> I can't lie. Munchencher is probably correct. Okay. Um, it's really tasty. I think they made that word up. It's possible. Um but, let's, let's put it on there and see if anyone questions it. Yeah, if anyone says anything, just say, uh, fuck you, it's German. I don't know. Um, no, this is really <laughs> tasty, and, it, ex- and it, it does explain why it's slightly lighter than the dunkel that you normally would get. Um, but I really, I'm enjoying this, and I think this is a tasty beer. It's slightly darker than I would kind of expect to get, but I am very, very pleased with it. Yeah, it's the smoothness of it, the clean fermentation character. Um, you know, generally speaking, you know, when you're at a homebrew competition or any beer competition, lagers are, you know, they're in theory the most difficult to get. You need to control your fermentation temperature. You need to make sure that there's nowhere to hide. The malt, the malt bills, the grain bills are super simple, and if you fuck up. It, it's wide. It, you mm-hmm. know, it's it's obvious. Yeah, it's right. very obvious if you have mistakes in it. And not everybody, as he just said, not everybody has the ability to do a lager because not everybody has that uh, temperature control where they could actually bring the temperature down so low for that bottom fermenting yeast. Right. Yeah. So I mean, this is a very impressive beer. Um, and I, I I like its clean, drinkable quality and the sort of like the background roast and the little subtleties that make it interesting to drink. I would definitely like a bomber of this. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with a growler on this one. Um, this is one we I haven't done this in a while, but I haven't I haven't changed the the rating style. Yeah, on you, for you a want while. a six pack or fucking yeah. forty two ounces of it or um, some shit? I'll take a forty. This is one that I would like a sixer of because I really like the can, there he but goes. but I I think this is something that I would like to have around. I'm going I'm, for a bomber of this guy. I mean, bombers are, bombers where it's at, so you can type it in there, Justin. Yeah. But like, but like this I is think one we started that, counting up the ounces. Is it really that drastic of a difference between a six pack and a growler, though? Probably. Come on, be honest. Oh, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Six times twelve is seventy-two ounces. Hold on, hold on. Alexa, I just, Alexa. I, no, I just figured it out it's seventy-two ounces and sixty-four ounces. You're talking about a difference of eight ounces, and you're going to make that a three quarters of a beer. Yeah. All right. Yeah, three quarters of a beer. You like that fucking you're, math? You're, I did that right there. You're that fucking guy. genius with the capital J, motherfucker. Donnie, what are we splitting hairs here? <laughs> He's that yeah, guy. The, Donnie, the man was threatening castration. What are we splitting hairs here? <laughs> Hashtag fake news. Uh, <laughs> I enjoy, I really like it, and I completely see why it won medals at a, at the World Beer Cup. And I can too. This is a this is a great beer. It really. That's is. one of the biggest competitions in the United States too. So it's a big honor for them to get that. Yeah, no, this this is really delicious. I'm enjoying it. I'm going to finish it up real quick. And, uh, Greg, why don't you open up the last one? Uh, because your, your guy's glass is empty and I'm behind a little bit. That's all right. You were, you were emptying. Yeah, sorry. 
Tank's a little smaller. See, there Wait, you go. So I caught up. Scottish style ale. Now, is this a... specific with what kind of Scottish? Is it well, a wee? Like, yeah, are we going to figure do, that out afterwards? Do they yeah. mention shillings? Like, is yes. that a wee heavy? If I were to say Scottish style ale, I would say that we were looking at a, a wee heavy. I, would I say know. That's that, just one of my favorite That would ones. be my gut. But my gut on Dunkel was Dunkel Vice, and it was very wrong. So we'll see. Wee heavy is just one of my favorite for uh, ones to say. It's on that black line. That's what that's what we got the good information last time. All right. Uh, this is an 80 shillings. Holy shit, they did. I was going to say, is it a shillings 80? Yeah. An so, 80 shillings Scottish ale. A 5.80% ABV. If it's not Scottish, it's crap. All right. It's decidedly smooth with the slightest bit of sweetness. Grab a hold of your 80 shillings Scottish style ale. The best of both worlds. Hops plays second fiddle here with just enough caramel bitterness to complement the malt-driven notes of caramel and toffee. Step away from the IPA, enjoy a change of pace, and just say yee-haw. Yee-haw! I have no idea if that was a good Scottish accent or a bad Scottish accent. It was, Better, it, did it. It was an accent. I don't know if it was really <laughs> Scottish. But I, think, I think, yeah, it drifted. It your, definitely your, drifted. Your kilt gave it away, though. That, that's hot. Is it a utility kilt, though? Well, You're does it really matter as long as you have the airflow? Like so, let's be honest, that's really breathe, what it is. But breathe. you know what? It does make sense since it says Yeehaw eighty on the front label there. Yeehaw eighty. So he what, what's the ABV on this? I'm gonna guess it's roughly five. Five even. Okay. So the cool part about this like Scottish style ale where they say eighty shilling, sixty shilling, etc., they it's referred to as a tax, I believe, that was on like alcohol of a certain that's ABV. Exactly what it is. Right. And this is actually not a wee heavy. It is a very low ABV beer, five. And technically speaking, they're saying that it's 3.9 to 4.9. So is it a wee wee heavy? <laughs> Jesus. A little wee wee heavy. Yes, yes. Cause yes, you just produced it. So, like my um, we don't expect to have a large amount of flavor in it. It should be fairly subtle overall. I made one of these. Uh, I call it Heavy McDuck because I was watching DuckTales. Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, mine was not nearly as successful as this one, though. This is just pretty good. How to find you? <laughs> oh man! My son hates when I sing it. We watch it. Yeah, he yeah. starts singing the theme song, and he, he gets mad at me and yells at me. Yeah, there you go. I just always wanted my own money bin, man. Damn. Oh yeah, jumping. Yeah, for sure. There was a video floating around for a little while of um, scientifically correct Ducktales, and just the guy just dives onto a duck, just dives onto the water, onto the coins, and just breaks his neck. <laughs> Probably what would happen. And it's like oh, that's sure. exactly what would happen. And, yeah, and the Beagle Boys would really be in jail too. So yeah. let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, my daughter can't yell at me back yet. She'll yell. But oh, it's coming soon to a theater near you, man. Soon, but at a you know at 15 months, she can't quite they yell. They talk yet. back. Though she has figured out where the pretzels are stored, which is I think is I think this is hilarious. That's step one. I think this is hilariously entertaining. The only word she really knows is up. So up means move me wherever I want to go. So she will run <laughs> over you. over there, bitch. Yeah, so she will run over you and say up. And then point where she wants to go. Up, 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 up. And she will work you around the house back to the pantry to get a pretzel that is in the pantry. I think it's hysterical. That's awesome. Progress. Because, why? Because they're honey wheat twists and they're delicious. You know, she, she's getting her point across and that's really a good step in the right direction. Yeah. There we go. On the nose I get uh, on for the, the Scottish, this uh, 80 shilling Scottish beer. I get, you know, what you would expect. A little, like, a raisiny caramel mm -hmm. um, situation. Hey, raisins come through heavy. 
And uh, yeah, there's definitely that stone fruit character. This yeah, is one I... of those. This is one of those times where the aroma to me is more powerful than the the flavor. And and that's what it, honestly for this style, what it should be. It should be far more subtle than what we would yeah. think. I think the thing, the thing that always gets me about the Scottish ales like this, is how light the body is on them. Yeah. They come across as a very strong aroma, and they come across with a strong original, uh, strong forward taste. And then by the time it crosses your palate, it feels like such a light beer. Because you, you do expect a lot more, I feel like, when you get that aroma and it comes through. And I'm getting that huge raisin character coming off the nose. Right. A little bit of like stone fruit, you're saying, like a little bit, almost yeah. like plum character coming through. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden you take a sip of it, and you get a little bit of malt complexity, but in general, there's not much in terms of the flavor especially compared to the aroma that pops. Exactly. And it just feels so much lighter across the palate than you expect it to that it's really surprising to me. And every time we have a a wee heavy or anything like this, or any kind of Scottish ale, it always surprises me how light across the palate it is. So I enjoy it, and I like that the flavor... And sometimes I find myself wishing that there was a little bit more to it so that it would stay around because i enjoy those flavors but this one really kind of hits the mark of saying like you know what it's there you get the flavor and then gone and try another sip because you're going to get that flavor again which keeps you drinking so i'm always a fan of that we're good like that i I murdered i murdered the glass murdered the glass seriously you crushed your part you crushed your i know we're only doing 12 ounce we have a can so you're only getting a four ounce pour but you crushed that thing, bro. It was. This is a, a, a very, very sessionable, very um, drinkable mall forward beer. Say it, crushable. No, I won't do it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at only five percent ABV, it's that's on par with anything else that you'll drink out there. Yeah, you you could. Drink, <clears throat> this is a, a very dark. It's a dark lawnmower beer for me. I mean, that's how yeah. I feel about it. The, the flavor is not aggressive enough where I could drink any amount of this and have palate fatigue. Yeah. See, to me, when we, we throw that term around a lot, lawnmower beer, you and I. Yeah. And I don't know if Mark ever actually mows his lawn because all he has is... No, no, he it, pays someone to mow his lawn now. Well, all he has is farm. He doesn't farms have lawn. He has a garden. Exactly. Yeah. All he, he has is garden. He can mow his garden and he, take he, down all those he tomatoes. He can just weed whack in between the garden beds now. I think he just picks weeds. Possible. <laughs> Wait, who's Mark? And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, the thing that really makes a lawnmower beer a lawnmower beer is that refreshing character. And this isn't refreshing to me. Okay, that's a fair point. It's tasty, and it's good, and I want to keep drinking, but it doesn't leave me refreshed. It doesn't leave me going, ah, man, that's good. Well, you're looking and, for more of like that crisp character then. Right, And but when I, but I'm just talking about that phrase that Justin threw out there before of lawnmower beer. Christmas to crisp, crispness. I can use my words, I swear. I really fucking can. I like Christmas better. Yeah, them too. Crispness is really important character to me. There, when you say that, you talk about the finish. Yes. Yeah. And this, even though it does finish very clean, it doesn't have that crisp, cold quality. That when it comes to lawnmower, that's what I'm really looking for. Yeah, my uh, I, I'm the guy who drinks like <laughs> drinks uh, like Black Friday in July. <laughs> so uh, this to me, I I don't get the rules obviously don't apply to Justin. No, they don't. I broke. Them, I, I, broke I do what I want. I, basically, um, this is definitely not a lager, crisp, clean. The the, yes. the Baltic Porter is probably much closer, and, and actually the Munich Dunkel is probably much closer to that. But 
because of my drinking habits, this gets much closer into the lawnmower beer AKA category for me. Excessive. <laughs> Listen, I do what I want. As the man said, judge not lest ye be judged. Facts. Um, I, I finished it pretty quick too. And I, it is, it is an easy drinking beer. It is the kind of beer that I want to drink. And my only quabble, quibble with what you said is the well, yeah. quabble, quibble. I mean, nah, nah, nah. Listen, this is apparently hitting me a lot harder than I expected because I haven't really drank in a couple of weeks, apparently. <laughs> um, is that I, I wouldn't call it one more, which is no. a bullshit terminology that me, you and I use. Yeah. That's about it. Facts. Um, I really enjoy it. And I, this is the kind of be- this is a beer that I would drink a lot of. Um, for me, it's a growler. Um, it's a beer that I would keep going back to. I would drink a lot more of it than I should. And it's probably one of those ones that I would all of a sudden have drank six or seven of and then turn to somebody else if we were at the bar and go, hey, dude, can I hitch a ride home? <laughs> or am I Ubering myself home here? You uh, hear his hiccups coming through, too. Yeah. So that's really when you know it's getting real. Uh, but it's really tasty. It's got just enough malt flavor to keep it interesting. It's light enough to keep drinking. And it's a spot-on kind of beer, what I would like to drink. I'm not sure what I want to rate it. What do you think, Greg? I'm going with a bomber for it. I wouldn't go as far as a growler just because, again, and I feel like I'm being picky with stuff like this. Again, Scottish-style beers aren't exactly in my bag. Um, Not my bag, baby. And I I hate to judge it like that, but in terms of what I'm going to want to overly drink and drink over and over again, I I could easily see myself doing two pints of this, which is going to be that bomber, but I wouldn't want to go beyond that. I really wouldn't. I'm also going to go bomber. I can't really describe why. It's just not an, it's not interesting enough for me to have a growler of, but I think that is a phenomenal, like right. really, really super solid beer. Everything we've had from them has been technically correct to the style. Like if I find my way down there, I would I would make it a point to visit them. Right. So what you said is exactly what I'm trying to describe. It's not. I wouldn't drink a lot of this because it's interesting. I would drink a lot of this because it's tasty and goes down really easy. Yes. And you you guys both understand that there's some nights that you want to sit there and you want to ponder over a beer and you want to go like, oh, there's this character and that character and it's really tasty. And then at a certain point, you're like, you know what? I want to drink a beer that tastes pretty good and I want to put back quite a few of them sure. and feel good. And to me, this 80, like that's one of those beers that I just feel like drinking a couple beers and hanging out, I'm not trying to judge it. I'm not trying to find all the, like, the fine points of it. I just want to enjoy it and get a good buzz. And this, I think, would do it for me. You mean that I'm not supposed to like microscopically dissect everything that I eat and drink? I mean, no? knowing you and how you microscopically dissect pretty much everything in your life, Yeah. Um, it might be difficult for you, but I think for most rational human beings, yeah, it would really be enjoyable. Keyword rational. I can't turn off the the beer judging thing. I, I can't do it. it. Doesn't I'm not there yet. I'm not. I haven't reached black belt level. I'm not like like purple belt level, and I can't. I just constantly think that way. Can, can I say that like that is the one that like that is the one thing that I really that I don't worry about, but I like. I just like to. Sometimes you just like to enjoy things. And other times you want to like <laughs> criticize things, and they're two different things to me. And thankfully, I can kind of separate them too. Like it's going and enjoying a shitty movie, and other times you're like, okay, I have to dissect this movie. Yeah, they're two different things to me. I realize that Justin, you cannot separate those two. And why do we keep wiggling these cans and they're all empty? This is not good. 
Not good when all the cans are <laughs> Listen, empty. we have an entire beer fridge there. Listen. And I have I, a lot of floor space. We, I <laughs> have a much shorter drive, so we might have to open up one more thing before I, uh, oh, we I can do. Home. We can do that. Um, um, but uh, all, all kidding awesome. aside, if this is completely the northerner New York in me. Yeah. Going to Tennessee, I would not expect to get... Not got good beer. I'm sure there's good beer in a lot of places. You wouldn't expect darker beers. Darker beers, and also just the like two style, yeah, like yeah, this yeah. badass, badass quality of beer. Like it, this was awesome, and it's it's my my hang up on that. So um, it's exciting to uh, to to get it and have um the breadth of styles that we've had from them, both you know traditional American type styles, and also obviously the German culture from the first right. episode, and then. A Baltic Porter and uh, a Munich Dunkel, not a Dunkelweiss, <laughs> and it's got you know an eighty shilling Scottish beer. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, they do a really good job. I'm, I'm impressed. Greg, I'm going to throw you on the bus. I want to say I'm really disappointed that this big aluminum thing that you brought and put on the table is just water and I not knew, beer. I knew that because it's, it's, that's a sippy cup. <laughs> yes. I, I, I want to say I'm really dis- I'm sorry. I'm disappointed in you. I, I used to walk around with a Nalgene, and that was my water cup and my little sippy cup, as I like to call it. But yeah, it, it just wasn't enough. It literally so says now, "brawler" on, like "bruler" on. Oh, like, oh no, it's 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 clearly, supposed to it's be for clearly beer. a growler. I won it in a competition. Actually, it's from Bitters and Esters. But that doesn't mean I have to put beer in it all the no. time. So now Plus, it's my new it little coming, cup. coming coming to my house. I mean, coming to my house and bringing beer is like bringing sand to the desert. That's what <laughs> that's what Brian that's what Brian Bennett says to me when I go to his house and go over to Don's house, really, and bring beer. So it, it's very equivalent in this case, okay. considering what's in that refrigerator over there. I was really hoping you brought by some homebrew or something, because, but I wait, get it's it. Homebrew. Wait, wait, does, does Greg homebrew? I tried it once, <laughs> once or twice, once or twice. I heard he makes a decent brown ale. I heard English porter. I heard too. My, 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 it's coming along. Down goes Hanson. Yeah, not in this case. Down uh, goes Kelly. So thank you again to Brian Malone. I believe this is yeah. no, this is not the last of his stash. I think there may be one more episode in there. If not, more yeehaw. No, not for yeehaw. Oh, but uh, forget that. I know we have at least three more beers that my old man brought back from Atlantic Brewery too. Oh, that's right, we have too. But badass. Which I'm looking forward to trying those. those yeah, that episode good. was that was a really good episode too. So, so thank you to Brian. Thank you to you. Yeah. Thank you, Greg. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Enjoy. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com. On Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage on Twitter and Instagram at Beertastic Show, or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.